Welcome to the Expedition Marriage Podcast. We're Chris and Jamie Bailey. We're married, we're Christian counselors, and we're marriage coaches. We're here because we want to help you have what we have, a God-centered, fun, connected marriage filled with friendship and laughter. And we know what God has done for us, and we trust that He can do the same thing for you. So, no matter where you're at in your marriage, join us as we share biblical truth, practical tips, and lots of laughs along the way. Get ready, because we're going to help you. Enjoy the journey. And welcome to our show. We are so glad that you're here to join us, spending some time. You're uh, so excited today. I know. It's well, you know, I like people and, uh, <laughs> and I like spending time with them, even if it's through recording. And yeah, that's just that's now okay. kind of weird now. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we we love hearing from you guys. And so, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's on Instagram and or if it's emailing us, some encouragement or how we're encouraging you or even questions, um, you know, that's, please reach out. We love yeah. to hear it. Uh, email at expeditionmarriage.org. Or you can find us on Instagram at expedition underscore marriage. We've actually gotten some people who've reached out to us with some pretty interesting, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll use interesting suggestions, <laughs> advice that they've gotten mm-hmm. in the past. that Or things they're doing based on advice that they've received. Right. That they totally think this is a good thing. They should be doing this. And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. no, it's so wrong. Well, it came from a good source or, right. or what they felt was a trusted source, which still is a trusted person, just might not have been the best mm-hmm. uh, advice. And that's actually what we want to talk about today. It's the worst marriage advice or or just some of the worst marriage advice. Yeah, these are the things we don't want you listening to. No, it's just not benefiting you the way that it should be. And mm-hmm. it's actually working against you. And so we want to call some of that out because there seems to be so much of the bad advice out there. Uh, this is going to be part one of a two-part episode or two-part series to talk about this bad advice. Yeah. That's right. And we're going to start off easy because I think this one, and maybe not, maybe maybe it's not a no-brainer anymore, but it should be for fellow believers. Mm, Yeah, Christians should know this one, but sadly it is still permeating Mm -hmm. society. Right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good way to put society. it. Is that all right? Yeah. yeah. And so what is what is that one? That marriage is 50 50. Mm-hmm. Right. I give my 50. You give your 50. And somehow that adds up to 100. And, you know, <laughs> and, and so, you know, so if we're having bad days or we're falling down, then, you know, well, then we're just going to fall short. Yeah. Whole lot of scorekeeping. Oh, whole yeah. lot of fairness. No. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And guys, life is not fair. No, that's what I was going to say. I'm like, (laughs) we've all learned that lesson. My goodness, if we don't know it by now, I want to live where you're living. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? We're put together to be a help to one another. Mm -hmm. You know, we've said this many times. I like to say many times that apart from God or second to God, your spouse is your greatest resource. Mm -hmm. God has put you together with them, ideally, right, to be able to help pick you up when you're down. Ecclesiastes talks about that two are better for, than one. If one falls down, the other one's there to help pick you up. Right. Well, if they're only doing 50% of the job, well, you fell down. I'll bring you this far. Yeah. <laughs> I will I will lift you half up, but then you got to climb the rest. Yeah. Hey, look at you falling down. You're giving 0%. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know, so and, and in Philippians 2, 3 says, do nothing according to selfish ambition or according to empty conceit. Well, mm-hmm. that's pretty harsh. Yeah. Um, but in all humility, 
consider one another better than yourselves. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but that sounds like more than 50-50. Yeah, that's not 50-50. And scripture is filled with commands where Jesus is telling us, go the extra mile, Mm -hmm. die to yourself, submit to one another. Yeah. None of that is 50-50. Right. You will not find 50-50 in the Bible, and you won't even find the principle in the Bible. And which, let's, let's go ahead and throw this out now. The Bible doesn't always hit on every single subject or detail because, you know what, there's nothing about the Internet in the Bible. Let's just go ahead and get that out there. But the principles help us to be able to address specific things. Right. So if we're able to look at some of these principles, then we can go, okay, here's some reasonable decisions or choices we can make based off those um, principles. Right. And if you think about, you know, 50-50, if you think about the idea of fairness, the gospel is rooted in unfairness. Oh, absolutely. Jesus taking our sin upon himself and paying the price for us was nothing other than fair. Oh, yeah. Was not fair at all. No, it was not fair at all. I mean, yeah, definition of not fair. No, Um, and in fact, I think like any other religion out there, Involves some level of fairness. Mm -hmm. I'll do this for you, but you have to do these things for me. That is not Christianity. That is not the gospel of Jesus. Right. Jesus has done it all. Yeah, it's what he's done, not what we need to do. Yes, yes. And actually, even when I was looking at that Philippians 2.3, if you look at 2.4, it says, Each of you not looking out for your own interest but also each of you for the interest of others. Right. That's, guys, that, that principle. Yeah, when you're going 50-50, you're looking out for you. Yeah. I'm it, doing my part, you do yours. Yeah, and the, in all reality, guys, it's really 100, 100, 100. Right. right, right, and room for grace. Yeah. Because we can't be expected to meet 100 all the time. No. Room for grace to meet at 80. Room for grace to be at 75 today. Well, and that's that third 100 is God. Right, that's right. right. That's right. So that's number one. And the second one, here, here's a common one. Don't go to bed angry. Mm, mm-hmm. And this is one I think there's so many sweet elderly Christian couples that that's their number one piece of advice. Sure. It's just we don't go to bed angry. Well, yeah. And actually, that's even one that we've gotten. And, and there's been many conversations that, well, let's be fair, it didn't necessarily start before we went to bed, we started after we were in bed. That's right. And so, and a lot of this comes from Ephesians 4.26, which that says, be angry and do not sin. And here we go. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Mm-hmm. So y'all got till sunset to fix your problems. If not, you're in trouble. Yeah. That's not what this verse is about. And so there's not this magical time of sunset that you better have all your stuff dealt with. Mm-hmm. You better not be angry, you know, before sunset. Like you're saying, most of the time fights start in the bed at like 10 p.m. Yeah, or 11 or midnight. Right. And so there's no chance for that. What this is, what that verse is saying is deal with your anger. Mm-hmm. It is a call to deal with our anger, a call to have self-control, and a call to have spiritual maturity. Yeah. And that sunset time, that the general idea is don't let a day go by where you're festering with anger. Mm-hmm. When anger is also not a sin, because Psalm 4.4, this ties nicely into Ephesians, says, be angry and do not sin. Ponder in your own hearts, on your beds, and be silent. Mm. So mm-hmm. what that verse is a call to is don't go to bed angry. Instead, take that anger to the Lord so you don't act on it, right. which is yep. when you turn that anger and make it a sin is when you act on it. And be self-controlled. Yeah. 
It doesn't say, hey, work out your arguments before the sun right. goes down. It's deal with your anger. Right. Right. What happens, I think, with that advice where it goes awry is don't go to bed angry. All of a sudden, by sunset, you better suppress all that and just like, okay, I'm sorry, we have to fix this right now. Yeah. You know, and that's not the call. The call in this verse is not to dismiss the problems. It's not to dismiss the things making us angry. It's to bring some spiritual maturity into it and deal with our anger within that 24-hour time period. Because if we don't, the enemy is right there taunting us. He's Mm -hmm. teaching us to get revenge. He's teaching us to don't, you are in a 50-50 marriage and this is not fair. Yeah. Don't settle for that. And so that's a big one that gets a lot of couples. Mm -hmm. And for our passive pleaser people out there, Unite, there's, I've heard of like, I think it's the 12-24 rule, where if something's still bugging you after 12 hours, bring it up. Don't let 24 hours go by. Right. And so talk about things. And so don't let 24 hours go by Mm -hmm. without dealing with your own anger. Right. Because when you deal with your anger, you can now discuss it and come to resolutions. Mm -hmm. And so that's the goal. That's what what Paul is telling us. That's what we're striving for. And now the next one, this is one we want so badly to believe in as marriage counselors who are truly invested in keeping your marriages together. Oh yeah, we're all about your marriage. Yes, is stay together no matter what. Yeah. This is probably the number one thing we hear through our emails and through our Instagram DMs is so many situations that are straight up abusive Mm -hmm. where it's typically a wife, but I am not calling out, you know, all the men in this because men are in this position too. We hear mostly from women They're in abusive situations and they have placed that blame on themselves and they are desperate and they think they just need to pray more. They just need to tolerate it. I just need to walk on eggshells more. And if I wouldn't do this, he wouldn't do that. Right. Oh, yeah. That could not be farther from the truth. And that is not the marriage that God wants you to stay in. No. Now, is there hope for those abusive marriages? Is there hope for marriages who have suffered adultery? Mm -hmm. 100% yes. Yeah. 100%. But so many wives will email in, my husband has cheated. I've just found out. What do I need to do? And they take it on themselves and they get so sacrificial for to save the marriage that they allow themselves to be cheated on repeatedly. Mm -hmm. They allow themselves to be belittled and called names and physically assaulted sometimes. That is not reason to continue in your marriage. No. In fact, Jesus actually clearly says that if there's adultery, that's one of the the clear outs Mm -hmm. of marriage. Right. Now... Again, we're marriage counselors. Mm-hmm. Does 100% of the time, if you're an emotionally destructive marriage or an adulterous marriage, mean you need to leave? Not always. Might be safe. mean you need, that's right, might mean you need to separate, mm-hmm. become safe, do individual work. And now, are you going to move forward in a marriage where a husband who has cheated or a wife who has cheated is unrepentant? No, that's not a marriage you're called to stay in and you have the freedom to leave. You're also not called to stay in a marriage where you are being abused. Mm-hmm. That goes against the character of God. Yeah, well, I mean, think about Ephesians 5, really, you know, where it's talking about Christ and his church and husband and wife makes that parallel. So Mm -hmm. the marriage is supposed to be a representation of Christ and his bride, the church. 
if we're not reflecting that, the right. principle of that, right? We should be a reflection of that. So if we're not reflecting that, then you, what are we doing? We're missing the whole point. Yeah. And we can't claim the verse how God despises divorce, which he does, We can, but we can't focus on that and then dismiss that one you're talking about. Well, yeah. Or, you know, about husbands love your wife as your own body. Right. Because that's the thing. It's like God does despise divorce, but he despises what it does to his children. Mm, He mm -hmm. despises what it does to society. When our marriages don't look like the look like Christ and the and his bride, the church, that's a problem. Because we're if we're having a marriage that's filled with adultery or filled with abuse, yes, he hates divorce, but he also hates that because that's an example. That's supposed to be representing him and how he loves his church. Mm. It's a horrible example. Oh yeah. So we've got to fix that. We've got to work on that. And if you've been affected by adultery, we've got a great episode on that on podcast on our podcast episode 35 and 36. There's two episodes. You want to go listen to them because Definitely. that's really, really helpful. We wanted to take a quick pause because we're talking about a difficult topic today like adultery. And anytime we bring that up, we want to make sure you know that if your marriage has been affected by adultery, that there is hope and there is help. We have teamed up with Awesome Marriage who has provided an incredible resource for you if you're somebody whose marriage has been affected by adultery. It's a 13 section course where you'll get to hear from nine experts on how to rebuild your marriage better than it ever was before. And that includes six couples who have walked this road of adultery and have found complete restoration. So we want you to know that that course is available for you for $59, which is an incredible deal. And on top of that, if you use our special code EXPEDITION, you'll get an additional 10% off. Go check out the link in our show notes after this episode. Now, back to the episode. But really, your marriage, and this kind of goes into the next one, which is stay together for the kids. We don't want to do just that because the goal is for our marriage, like you're saying, Chris, to represent Christ, how he loves the church. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, what are we modeling for our kids? I and mean, we've talked about that. What we modeled matters. We mm -hmm. had a podcast about that. And so, you know, are we modeling Christ in his church, in his bride? Are we modeling love being patient and kind and not keeping records of wrongs and, and mm -hmm. taking no delight in, in bad things. Everything in First Corinthians 13, 4 through 9, which I'm butchering. Yeah, that's phrase. all right. <laughs> we're, we're getting the main point. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of room. So just because there is maybe emotional abuse involved, mm -hmm. that can be fixed. Yeah. If you have two willing partners, that can be fixed. But if you have a partner who's not willing to fix that... You don't have to stay and be abused. And you certainly don't need to stay and model that for your children who will likely pick up the baton after you and repeat the same behavior. Oh, most definitely. Now, just staying together for the kids is can be a good starting place, mm -hmm. right? If you all are deciding, okay, hey, look, you know what? We want to try to work things out. And if nothing else, staying together for the kids is a good place to start. But it's not a good finishing place. No. It's we want to change our marriage for the kids. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So if you're in what you believe, or if you're even confused about if you're in an, an abusive marriage, get some help. Mm -hmm. Get some help. Don't just stay there and tolerate it. Do the work. Get your spouse on board. Get some help. Have somebody guide you through all this, because that's not what God wants for you. No, definitely not. Again, 
we support marriage all day long. We are big advocates for it and we will fight. We have helped so many couples overcome and end up with redeemed marriages because of adultery. There is hope. So don't feel defeated in this, but also take this seriously. God does not want you being abused. No, it doesn't glorify God at all. That's right. Well, this is part one of two parts. We have more bad advice to to share with you. And so make sure you tune into the next episode because I think we're going to get into some pretty juicy, interesting things. Yeah, I I think so. I think we usually do, though. That seems to be our thing. (laughs) That seems to be our thing. We're not scared. No, we're not. But we'll just leave you with this. We hear all the time that there's no book on marriage, but we disagree with that. We think there's a great one that is filled with tons of wisdom from Genesis to Revelation, and you should check it out. So we know if you get in the word that you're going to be sure to enjoy the journey.